Blog Talk Radio. You are listening to the McCarthy Project live from Minneapolis, Minnesota, where we have been attacking life and sport since 2001. Kuchenberg, uh, who got to play in the Manhattan Open yesterday, and she was outside uh, doing some jump training already. So um, this weather has spearheaded uh, some Midwest players to uh, get out and uh, start training for uh, beach volleyball. Well, it's, um, it is one of the sports that does have a certain uh, geographical flair to it, does it not? As, uh, as all of us in the North Country think that's going outside and in winter boots and uh, playing volleyball would be fun. Everybody else in the world actually gets to play this sport versus just fake it. So very much looking forward today to our conversation because it really is something that really I think, and we're making jokes about it, but geographical location really does have an effect on how you prepare for the season. Um, A lot of people don't have the option to get to the southern country uh, to do so. So I thought I'd have you on the show today. But before we go to that, I guess we want to cover one more thing or one other thing. Would you give everybody kind of your uh, a short bio of yourself and how you became, um, uh, I guess, the EVP tour and running events all over the nation and have a history of beach volleyball? So could you kind of give us an idea of where you come from and and how you got to where you are today? Sure. Uh, one thing I could tell everybody is. Uh, you know, I started out in the park systems back when I was uh, seven, eight years old. Um, the park system near my house uh, had a gymnasium, and we would go to play basketball, and there there and behold was a uh, men's volleyball training during our basketball time. We're like, what's going on here? So we uh, got stuck uh, playing volleyball um, with the uh, – very nice uh, players from the Lithuanian uh, community near our house and started playing volleyball. And we, uh, you know, started out as basketball players. And so that's what I'm saying is that park districts and park communities and communities are the, the base of where I started. So that's important part to know about me and the EVP. Um, After that, I, I got a, a chance to play four years of basketball in college. Um, back in the day, uh, volleyball was not an option at my in my state. Uh, high school volleyball in the state of Illinois didn't start until '96. I was already well well gone uh, from there. Um, but uh, in '92, when I graduated, um, uh, I was able to graduate without any debt, 
and uh, fortunately, uh, I uh, fell into uh, the sport of beach volleyball at a very young age of 20. Um, and for the Midwest, uh, you know, that was a pretty young age to start playing beach volleyball. And uh, by 22, I was the uh, co-owner of an indoor beach volleyball bar restaurant called North Beach Chicago. And it lasted about 15 years, but I knew there was more that I could do. Um, so we started a national tour um, uh, in 94. Um, and, uh, yeah, some of the uh, the current uh, U.S. volleyball, beach volleyball director, Mark Pahalui, played in one of our very first events in 96 at an indoor uh, sports event in Ohio, and we built uh, one of the first indoor sand volleyball temporary courts um, in the state of Ohio uh, back in 96. Um, so we're uh, very fortunate to be in this game. Uh, I've always wanted to be a professional in sports, and, you know, I, I created it. So, you know, it was a chance for me to create a position and create a job, and I've created many jobs, and uh, have a lot of uh, past employees doing some great things. So I hope everybody can uh, find their love like I did and, uh, um, you know, help out others. So uh, that's what we are. We're in the service industry. We know we're in the service industry. We are not in the membership industry. We uh, provide service, whether it's tournaments, camps, or classes. Um, we're here to provide parents and kids and adults uh, a way to uh, – exercise and uh, have fun. You know, it's interesting that you talk about that. Before we go into the season, because one of the things in just, um, you know, I reached out to Ross to uh, run a local tournament here in Minnesota, and he was very gracious to say yes. Um, but in just talking with you over the last, you know, probably what has it been, six, eight months or so, there really is a, a different level to you in relationship to why beach volleyball. It isn't. Um, just because it's the trending sport or um, all that kind of stuff, it really has uh, a deeper meaning in that we do, I should say we because we have a like thing, but is the idea of getting kids outdoors uh, rather than sitting on the couch. Sure, sure. Well, uh, you know, I was very fortunate to be an outdoor park kid early in my life. I've realized, uh, you know, when my dad uh, kicked us out of the house and said no watching TV, you know, I realized, uh, you know, what this uh, this person was doing. Um, you know, obviously, I wanted us to, uh, you know, get outside, wanted us to uh, learn how to build relationships, and that's what I think outdoor sports do. Um, one of the major benefits is building relationships and how to build them and how to overcome challenges. Uh, I'll give you an example. If you're going to be playing uh, – you know, volleyball or beach volleyball at a park, well, you might have challenges of a bunch of basketball players coming to take you off your volleyball court. So, <laughs> you know, you have to work out a relationship and do what the Lithuanians do and say, hey, come play. Let us – we'll teach you the game. Don't be mad at us for taking over our court. You know, come over and uh, see how this game uh, can help your basketball game. And I know many, many basketball, volleyball players out there uh, – an Olympic athlete, Mike Dodd, uh, he played uh, professional basketball before he became uh, a beach volleyball pro and uh, an Olympian. Um, many uh, athletes uh, uh, will tell you that the basketball and volleyball are, are so important to uh, 
the hands, the footwork. Um, and uh, one thing that we have learned over the last 20 years is random sports really will help your volleyball career, meaning not overdeveloping your legs um, to a point where you can't jump as well. Uh, make sure you run track. Make sure you do high jumps. Um, and learn other sports that will actually help your volleyball or your beach volleyball uh, profession. You know, it is a, a whole other discussion as well related to this idea of specialization in sports and uh, being a multi-sport athlete. And one of the things I think that, for whatever reason, the seemingly adding of outdoors without structure uh, really is something that I think beach volleyball has that no other sport has. Where there, uh, I'm sure golf could be named as such, uh, but you, do, you need to have a golf course. You know what I mean? This you can put up yeah. a net pretty much anywhere and play. And young people can play just as well as old people. And it really is uh, a sport that attracted me to just the possibilities. You know what I mean? It's like it's like a dreamy possibility rather than, oh my gosh, I gotta have a gym and then I gotta have you know, um, a team, and then all this other kind of stuff. And it really has a lot of uh, creativity built right into the game. Good point. Good point. Cool. All right. So now off to the uh, better part of the show, I suppose, after uh, wandering through the world of creativity. But um, mm -hmm. so we're uh, now moving into the 2017 season. Um, let's kind of take it from a couple different perspectives. Let's um, let's talk from a uh, a standpoint of a uh, sort of a regionally accomplished player. Let's just say that really wants to take their game to the next level. What would they do? Let's talk about it from a high school volleyball um, uh, uh, player that's basically played JO for four or five years, and then take it from the perspective of a brand new person saying, "Hey, this looks cool. What should I do?" So gotcha. So let's start with the first one. Um, if I was a pro player, you know, from the Midwest, maybe even, you know, a little further south, what would you do to get ready for the season? Sure. So I think uh, the timing is right. Uh, we call this basically, you know, February is the time you got to start. Uh, one, you want to basically be in uh, great shape, whatever that is for uh, the individual. For me, uh, being in great shape uh, right now, being a dad and being a, um, a husband is uh, working out in the basement, um, lifting weights, um, making sure all my body parts are uh, in great shape, and then also eating well and, you know, obviously recovering. And, uh, you know, I think that's one thing that if you're an aspiring pro, uh, February is that time that you want to get your body in peak performance prior to being out in the field. And what that means is that, you know, you could develop sand legs in about two weeks, okay? Sand legs to play at a professional level will only take about two weeks. But if you're physically fit prior to getting in the sand, it's going to be quicker. And that's the part... Um, that I think everybody from the Midwest uh, sometimes hesitates where they might start working out their body uh, in March, and then all of a sudden they're getting the sand legs 
um, in April and May, and it's sometimes too late. So you want to make sure you get in great shape prior to building your sand legs. And then once you have your sand legs, um, now it's just a, a matter of uh, understanding momentum swings and understanding uh, the game at another level uh, and seeing how your other uh, counterparts in your market have have grown over the year. Um, and through attrition, you'll find athletes retiring or athletes uh, having a family. And, uh, you know, it takes about three years to be the best player in the market. And uh, if you work yourself uh, through the uh, uh, winter season, uh, you can do it in about three years. Um, we're so happy for uh, Bella Kuchenberg and uh, Liz Eddy, who won the uh, AVP qualifying system and got to play in Manhattan Beach. Uh, Bella being 16 and uh, Liz Eddy being 24. I mean, uh, they they uh, did it in about two years. So it really depends on your work ethic. You know, it really is something that, um, it, you know, because that's one of the big knocks, you know, supposedly in the organized indoor world versus the beach world is this idea of it throws your timing off and and all this type of thing. But really, honestly, what I found is exactly what you talked about, the sand legs. It takes time to adjust from the indoor court to the beach court. And it takes about two or three weeks. Do you know what I mean? It's not that you're losing your timing. It's just a matter of kind of understanding where you are in space. Yep. Obviously, uh, you know, we have uh, different sand qualities throughout the Midwest. Um uh, once you uh, understand uh, your sand legs and obviously your eyes for the sun, you know, being able to see a ball coming out of the sky versus seeing it coming out of a ceiling is totally different. And, uh, <laughs> you know, but uh, two to three days a week uh, for an hour and a half of uh, training and obviously having a professional coach who understands uh, uh, how to, uh, you know, uh, put you through drills and that's another story i mean obviously we have our lesson plan uh you have your lesson plan uh there's thousands of lesson plans out there and um you know we feel um our lesson plan is effective and uh anybody out there that's interested it is a uh it is available and it's it doesn't cost anything uh, we we want athletes to use our lesson plan uh, we want them to modify our lesson plan uh, and maybe come up with their own. Um, but we know uh, utilizing it for uh, Bella and uh, uh, Lizetti, uh, it was definitely a uh, uh, perfect timing for them to have a lesson plan starting in April last year. Cool. All right, so now let's move off to um, more of that. Uh, well, I guess uh, Bella's 16, so I. Maybe you want to give a little history of her, how she, you know, kind of became, you know, I guess playing at a high level within that two-year period. Had she played before, or what, what's kind of her story? Sure. So I think you're uh, getting to the point where what, what about a high school and J.O. Right. coach or J.O. Right. athlete, and how do they transform into a beach volleyball player? Um, well, you know, Bella is obviously um, a hard worker. Um, she uh, plays uh, all levels of um, the game from, you know, playing libero to defensive specialist to outside hitter. She's basically a all-around volleyball player. And I think that is the key to 
a aspiring indoor player who wants to transform over to beach and be a volleyball and beach volleyball player. And that's where Bella is. She, she loves the game. Um, so one, you got to love the game Two, You want, you want to be in a position where you work harder than anybody else. Um, and then obviously find a, a local professional who can give you the lesson plan uh, and work ethic to, um, you know, go to the next level. And for, for Bella, she uh, was fortunate to have parents um, that uh, got her out and exposed to high-level games. I don't think Bella ever played her age. I, she has oh. not played her age on the beach since I've known her, and I've known her uh, since she was 13. So she was constantly always finding games uh, against adults, finding games against uh you know, 18-year-olds, 25-year-olds, 30-year-olds, masters of the game. And uh, she had that confidence, and this is the key point, Stephen. She had confidence because she trained hard. She trained smart, meaning she didn't just go and do it for the glory. Uh Oh, I played in the Manhattan Open? No, she earned it. She trained two to three days a week in the sand, she did sports performance, and she prepared well. So when she played against older players, it looked like parody. You see, that's a, a thing I think so many young people today, they always only compare themselves to another person in their grade. You know what I mean? Rather than the quality of, of, of play that they have and how they really could expand themselves quicker if they would just and their, 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 their vision, you know, their ability to see that, hey, I can play a 20-year-old when I'm 16. Because did you just mention that her partner was 24? Yep. And so that exactly proves exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, like I said, you know, I, I don't recommend playing your age. I recommend playing your level. Yes. And if you are jump serving at 13 and you jump serve 13 aces in a row in your high school game, <laughs> You should not be playing that age group anymore because you can hurt somebody, okay? (laughs) And Bella's been in that position, and I've had other athletes in that position where a jump serve or a spike can really damage somebody, and that's something that you want to watch out for. So once again, if you're out there jump serving 10 to 12 balls in a row and you're playing your age group, you should definitely be moving up. It is amazing because I can say I think that's probably one of the biggest pet peeves because you don't see very many people that actually make that recommendation. They very much stay, well, you're a 14-year-old, you play against 14-year-olds, and then when you're 15, you play against 15-year-olds. And I think it really does slow down uh, athletes' progress for sure. All right, so let's kind of move over to the last area which um, I guess kind of fits you almost perfectly to a T, somebody that was playing a different sport. Um, and like in Minnesota, the same thing. Uh, there was no guys volleyball. Uh, not even to this day, there is no uh, guys volleyball at the high school level. And so I'm just a, a, a gentleman that wants to pick up a ball. How would you go about it? Sure. One, uh, gym space is very important. So currently... I coach, and this is very unique, I coach a doubles class. For all those volleyball pros out there, 
I teach a beach volleyball doubles class on hard court. It has been now sold out three sessions in a row. And I teach the whole sport of doubles. And it is an amazing class. And I've taught this class on sand. Now I'm teaching on hard court because of utilization of court space. Um, Point being is when you find court space and you're a beach volleyball player, whether it's sand or indoor, there are drills and games that you can play that will keep you up to speed with those from California or Florida, guaranteed. Um, and these, these training sessions on hard court are more of a strategy, technical um, way of developing your game. So when it is uh, practical to get outside, which for us practical is 60 and sunny, you know, <laughs> um, you know when it's 60 and sunny, and you got a sand volleyball court, and you know there's sand socks, and you got nice clothes, uh, it could feel like 70. That's very novel, because that is one of the biggest challenges, you know, even to this day, is geographical location, and what is the weather outside? And uh, you have basically solved the puzzle for all those players that want to be good at beach, and they have basically... um, you know, basically on the northern half of the United States. Oh, there's no doubt. Um, my wife and I were able to uh, get to a high level in 92, and uh, we won uh, many co-ed tournaments. And one of the um, main reasons is I had a training partner uh, who was my wife, and we would go train at the YMCA gym, and we would jump train. We would hit balls against the wall. We would do beach digs. We would be uh, basically playing tons of one-on-one games that were all goal. The goal was to build our doubles game so we would have less mistakes than the other team. And when you get down to beach volleyball, it is definitely about errors. And it's about errors, and then also it's about momentum swings, such as jump serves or hitting the ball on two when your partner's down. Um, and once you get to a positive number, you're going to beat that team and demolish uh, their confidence, and that's your goal. Um, so if your your team is at zero errors and the other team's at zero errors, it's an even game. So now you have to come up with things that change that whole thing, and that comes up with uh, jump serves down the line, jump serves cross, understanding wind. Um, and these little uh, details come into play when you get up to the highest level. Amazing. So it's funny because I I, I literally look back to all the discussions that we've had or I've had, you know, in the last three or four years that I've I've been involved in the beach world. And it's interesting how few people have really taken the time to look at the sport and say, how can we use what we have here on the north side and be able to compete at that high level? They just automatically sort of tilt when they say you're from Minnesota. They say, okay, well, you're out because you don't know how to play. Uh, it's interesting. Very interesting. Well, yeah, you guys are three players or four players playing at uh, uh, international professional beach level. You got the Bondin brothers who know how to do it, and then you have, I believe, uh, Mr. Slick, um, he's ten ADP player now, Stafford Slick. So, you know, you have two or three or four athletes from the north that have, uh, you know, done a great job. 
and have been able to keep their bodies in shape um, winter season after winter season. Fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. Well, I think, um, honestly, I, I, we had talked originally about uh, going for an hour on this, but I really think that you've done a, a, a fantastic job laying the groundwork to how each one of those can go and move ahead into what they desire out of the sport. But you had mentioned through the process, where can people go to get those lesson plans? Sure. Well, um, I think the best thing, Steve, is for me to um, get that over to you and for you to uh, get it out to, um, you know, the world. Uh, obviously, I want to see your uh, company grow. I want to see you grow as a beach volleyball coach. And, um, you know, you can get that out uh, to yeah, the so public. We'll put, the link, we'll put a landing page together uh, for the interview, and then we'll put the, they'll put the link right on there to the, to the lesson plan. So I think it's fascinating that if you just take these few things, because basically in, in the way I'm viewing this this 30 minutes is that you've taken away all excuses now. Now it's just whether you want to play or not. You find out who's a baller or who's not. And <laughs> uh, those who just want to play uh, weekend warrior ball is fine. We love weekend warriors. Um, you know, we love them. But uh, there's another side to me that says, you know, when I find the athlete like Bella or Liz or um, there's tons of athletes in the Midwest who are – uh, doing a great job being year-round beach volleyball players, and you find these athletes, and it's like, wow, you know, you want to you want to see them grow and develop. And now with uh, you know, almost 80 universities with scholarships for the, uh, some of these female athletes, it's great. Um, and uh, you know, there's more and more beach volleyball coaches. Um, I'm going to be working on my Cap Two license here in May, um, during right before my uh, beach volleyball season. So. Um, you know, I hope to learn from uh, some of the cadre that they'll have at U.S. Volleyball um, and uh, add to the lesson plan that, uh, you know, is very uh, objective. And that's the one thing that I think you can learn from our lesson plan is it is very objective. And that means um, keeping track of your results. I think when you talk to any volleyball coach, um, statistics and numbers don't lie. And if you're running up the sand dune three times and you're hitting it at the professional level, you're going to be real close to a professional. But if you're hitting that dune and you're running it like a recreational player, I kind of puts you where you are. Numbers <laughs> don't lie. And, uh, you know, I think every uh, successful uh, coach, indoor or outdoor, will definitely say part of the lesson plan. For sure. All right, well, uh, what website should we go for your tournaments and your camps as well? What is the good sure. place? Yeah, we have new software. I, I hope everybody can go to evptour.com and uh, create a new profile so we know who you are and how to get a hold of you. Um, we have a uh, small... Uh, broadcasts of information that we send out prior to events. We would love to have everybody in our profile uh, database so we can uh, send you information. And it won't be every week, uh, but it will be at least twice a month that we'll send out information specifically for your area. And, uh, yeah, stop by evptour.com for more details on uh, beach volleyball and uh, Hampton classes in your local community. So uh, when you get a chance, uh, Definitely start uh, a little community in your uh, area and uh, 
Uh, you cannot beat those families that have built uh, volleyball players and, and uh, people like the Van Sweden family, um, you know, our family, your family. There's a lot of families out there that are, that are building beach volleyball uh, athletes, and uh, we just uh, we just want to service them in our tournaments. Very cool. Well, thank you very much for the time. I really do appreciate you making no the, problem. The All right, get out there and uh, get in the get in the sand, guys. Even if uh, it's for uh, ten minutes, get out there and jump train a little bit. Uh, sooner or later, you'll be uh, getting your sand legs back. Perfect. Why pay hundreds more in taxes and fees on your wireless bill? Introducing T-Mobile One, now with taxes and fees included. Get four lines for 40 bucks each per month with AutoPay. Switch your family of four to T-Mobile and get a $600 prepaid card. It's kind of like a refund on the taxes and fees you paid to those other guys last year. Don't wait. Visit a T-Mobile store. Top 3% of data users greater than 28 gigabytes per month may notice reduced speed. Sales tax and regulatory fees included. Effective with February charges via prepaid MasterCard card. See store for details.